1: Tonight on The Cooligans, we are talking about the massive impact Diego Maradona had after his passing. Uh, We also will discuss the MLS Cup playoffs and
2: why the New England Revolution will win it, as we all predicted. (laughs) That's right. Plus, we also talked to Rachel Daly and Zarek Valentin of a rebranded Houston Dynamo and Houston Dash, and they're going to hold it down on this show. All right, pay us extra for that plug right there. (laughs) That and more today on The Cooligans. Hi, this is Ashlyn Harris and Allie Krieger. And you are listening to our best friends and favorite comedians. The <laughs> Cooligans. Bitch. Yeah, baby!
1: Yes. <laughs> Let's go. We, we have returned after a one-week break. Off of Fubo TV, I know everyone. That's right, was. kids. We're
2: giving it another go. <laughs> <laughs> That's it.
1: Yeah, people were concerned uh, that you know that the, uh, our relationship uh, didn't go to the next level, but no, we are still here.
2: We are bonded.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome to the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. That's right. I'm Alexis Guerrero. All, right. All right, we are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show on television. Me? Bar none, hands down.
2: As voted by the two people you see on screen right now. (laughs) And we also voted it the gulliest. So (laughs) stop the count. We good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. There's no uh, voter fraud here. Stop asking questions.
2: (laughs) Well, in fact, why are you asking so many questions? I got questions about the questions you're asking. (laughs) Okay. It sounds like you're the fraud, you're the only
1: fraud here. (laughs) I know, right? You got a lot
2: of (laughs) questions, and I'm not comfortable with it. So I'm suing you, you know?
1: (laughs) Uh, But yes, welcome to the show. We have a a, a lot to discuss today. Obviously, we didn't, uh, we weren't on air. Uh, last week, but we got to, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it take a much needed uh, uh, break, uh, re, re, refresh, regenerate, you know, come up with new ideas, new energy, okay?
2: Uh, I, <laughs> Wait, were we look, supposed to do any of this? Because I did none of it.
1: Okay, now I'm about to tell you about this new um, uh, uh, multi-level marketing scheme. Oh, boy.
2: That
1: I, <laughs> <that> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you uh, want to
2: sell Health shakes while on vacation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, uh, obviously the the, uh, the biggest news that happened last week, while we were not on television, was obviously the the death of uh, Diego Maradona, and yeah. uh, a lot has uh, happened even since then. I mean, there have been so many moving uh, tributes. Uh, just the 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 amount of love that this man is you know is receiving is uh, you know he very much got it when he was alive as well but yeah no he was
2: well aware of how much he was loved but i think some of the things that have happened is like you think you can't honor this person any more than he already (laughs) was but napoli is changing the name of their stadium
1: yeah instead of san
2: paulo it's going to become the i think it's going to become the diego armando maradona stadium they haven't figured out exactly what it is but that seems to be leading uh the charge at the moment
1: that and uh, or i think Maradona stadium or something like that. Uh those are the, the 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 two finalists uh uh for for the naming. Uh but no, Napoli I mean players. Uh how many players have uh you know worn Maradona shows? Napoli the the entire team uh over the weekend came out wearing Maradona yeah. uh kits. Uh Lionel Messi scores an incredible goal, a banger with his left foot uh and and you know does his tribute takes off his jersey uh and is wearing uh, a new old boys uh maradona kit like the og uh,
2: and- one it doesn't even have a badge on it. it just has the the sponsor on the front and you want to know the weirdest thing about that somebody put this on twitter it's a it's a it's a almost exact copy of a maradona goal from when he was at newell's uh old boys but i mean down to the way the keeper da- dove uh how many dribbles yeah. The, where the defenders were it's like look i don't believe in anything beyond the experience we're having right now but maybe <laughs> i'm wrong it's simply like and i know other things have happened but just this goal being like legitimately 99 exact down to even the video yeah. angle is is freakish as hell
1: yeah i mean look uh they they called maradona god all the time right uh Maybe he was the maybe he's the one we should have been praising because yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe he has some sort of real influence. Now look, uh, I've read
2: scriptures in the past. I don't remember God being uh, heavily addicted to cocaine, but <laughs> but I will yes. say you know hey he's a look God is a complicated figure. All right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm or nipping it like, maybe not so much, but you know <laughs> he's definitely right? got a phone number to a plug or two. Have a couple flaws it's no yeah. big deal. Yeah.
1: Uh, so no God it, likes it's, to it's,
2: party. What's wrong
1: with you? <laughs> look you know we we've we've talked about it uh, so much i mean uh, diego Maradona, obviously you know we've joked around he is your father due to uh the 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 illegitimate family he left he behind in cuba. cuba no the multiple <laughs> families <laughs> he left behind in cuba um uh, uh, but the 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 influence he had on the sport is our, is is immense it is it is very clear and and you know when when we found out the news it was def- it was definitely like sh- sh- shocking for us i mean yeah i, I I, I grew up knowing about Diego Maradona, you know, the, you know, the World Cups and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Never, you know, I didn't have like Argentinian friends that d- definitively made it clear what he meant to, to the country and, and to the rest of the world and things like that. And we're seeing that uh, so much now. I mean, even during the vigil, you saw videos of uh, Boca and River fans hugging, crying. You would never that would never even cross anyone's mind because they would have both be yielding weapons. Remember, if were remember that not that long other.
2: ago that they threw bricks through the opposing team's <laughs> yeah, bus? <I> recall Alex, <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, remember <laughs> when that when it was such a heated rivalry that they had to play the game in Madrid, and now all of a sudden <laughs> they're arm in arm. And I think it's you know, one of the things is like, look. Diego Maradona, a complicated individual to speak about. There's a lot that's going on. Not talking about him as a person, just talking about what he did on the soccer field and the influence he had. It's just unimaginable, the influence. And it, it, you know, like the arguments as to who's the greatest of all time. Is it Pele? Is it Maradona? Just seeing the outpouring kind of gives you this idea that it's like, we shouldn't even be having that argument. Like this person inspire people that weren't even soccer fans you know like even going fa- uh, far back as like there's videos of Shaq being like of course I know who Diego Maradona is like yeah. he's the greatest a uh, Kobe it's like there this is like just the world of sports and everything that that could inspire this guy did that to the max
1: yeah and then there there was the the one guy i mean this is how immense the love for this man is that there was a guy uh uh in argentina he's a funeral worker that took a selfie with diego's body yeah uh which i mean this is the the level of just
2: (laughs) Fandom fanatic. He's been fired, yeah. by the way. This guy didn't get promoted. You didn't say what happened to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> saying, they weren't like Look, good, good work, baby. <laughs> you know, no, this was a bad. Not okay, a
1: yeah. You know what? We're gonna give you a raise because that was <laughs> yeah. you're really th- thinking outside the box. You're really, uh, you you're know, actually from- thinking a little bit inside his box, which is <laughs> leave him alone in that box. Yeah. Uh, well, even I'm
2: the doctor, just- the doctor's house just got raided because they just they just want to make sure everything was on the up and up. I mean, yeah, that's how they, important I- this man is. Is the poor doctor. He actually said, uh, You want to know what I'm responsible for? For having loved him and taking care of him, for having extended his life, for having improved it to the end. Which is also what when like a when a younger woman marries (laughs) like an older man, you know, like, yeah, this is
1: Michael Jackson's doctor. You know what he was saying? (laughs)
2: That's that's exactly what you would say. That's from a script about a guy, a doctor who killed his patient for the insurance money. Uh, But I don't think that's it. Obviously, allegedly. Yeah. And uh, wow. MLS playoffs have not gone at all how I thought they would go. (laughs) They
1: really really have not. Yeah. No. It's been pretty wild. Obviously, last uh last week uh New England beat Philadelphia Seattle beat LAFC which is not a huge huge Seattle, I expected
2: it because it's Seattle I feel like they shouldn't yeah. even be they shouldn't even have to play the regular season at this
1: point <laughs> and, and LAFC <laughs> did have a bunch of uh positive covid uh test uh results and and uh, b- a lot of their good, best really, players could not play but
2: really only their important players so no big <laughs> deal
1: <laughs> yeah it was really very targeted very specific these positive test results yeah. it's almost like uh covid new yeah uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and coven had money on seattle you know <laughs>
1: um but the the big uh results just uh the other night obviously new england uh moving on they beat uh orlando in a, in a crazy game uh with uh, red cars penalty stops 90 missing penalties uh pretty incredible uh and and then columbus uh, beats nashville to nil but nashville can-
2: getting this far as the seven seed is probably just as big a story yeah, I mean, but New England as the
1: eighth seed also getting this far is, is kind of you know not really expected. But I think the 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 catalyst for New England really was Carlos uh, Heel coming back. He missed the entire season, comes back for the first playoff game, and
2: boom, he's and then now look how dominant they and are and is making Bruce Arena look like a genius. <laughs> but also, even when they're up a man, they're like, nope, we don't want possession, baby. Nah, we don't need it. You go it. ahead, okay. we'll we'll hit you when you least expect it, my G. No.
1: Uh, I, I think they've been the 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 best. I, I, I you know I wouldn't be surprised if I, if we see a Seattle New England final um, because New England has they, they've just looked great and and, and shouts to Tejan Buchanan who is a, a converted winger right he, I believe he's yeah. a winger and now he's playing at, at, at like I think right back or left back. And dude is a balling. He is, whenever he, he's playing, he's defending when he needs to. But when he's up front, he's obviously uh, pacey, uh, incredibly great crosses. skilled. Great cross, <laughs> just beating people. He's looking great. Yeah. Bruce is a genius. He's like, you know what? You're playing in the wrong position, okay? Bruh. He's, uh, you know, we had Dewan Jones and it was kind of the same thing. And Dewan Jones has also looked great uh, as well. So, I mean, look, you know, we can get mad at, at Bruce about Trinidad forever. Because if you look at any New England Revolution tweet, the comments are always about Trinidad. Wild
2: spicy about Trinidad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but, hey, look, and he says he's, this he doesn't care about redemption. He just wants to win. <laughs> just like, yeah, you know, the dude's saying all the right things. He's got the team playing pretty well. It's not the most exciting soccer. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's a little old school for my taste. But, hey, okay. Leicester City won playing this way, so why can't they, you know? <laughs> no,
1: they, they, they've they been uh, pretty uh, impressive. And they've also so- been
2: using the word double a lot, and I honestly think it's on purpose, okay? <laughs> I think it's pointed at us because they know you're wrong, Christian, but they're trying to help you win.
1: <laughs> look, you, what, look at what you have done to the soccer community, okay? We you, said we you, wanted you, to
2: change the culture. This is not what we meant. <laughs>
1: you've... you've Turn them against you directly. <laughs> <laughs> Which, actually, I kind of love. I'm not going to lie to you. Yet. So, uh, but also, we're excited about today because uh, we have a Houston Dash and a Houston Dynamo player. Obviously, the uh, both teams have done a big uh, rebrand, and they, uh, obviously, we're going to be joined very shortly by Rachel Daly and, and, and Zach Valentin. I see Rachel. the shirt behind
2: you, but they also sent us a bunch of cool stuff. Look at this. Yes.
1: I got, they sent a, a box out here. Hold it down. Okay. Okay. H-Town. Uh, that box, you. I broke
2: it down and put it in recycling. So
1: look <laughs> okay. at this. The logos yeah. are actually really cool. We got some hats and we got a, a, a bandana. Boom. Look at it. And go oh, yeah. and it goes with my it goes with my NWSL hoodie. Okay.
2: Okay. All right. You look, wear the I, dynamo I, one. If I want to cover
1: my braids, also look at my braids, everybody. I got braids. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. You got braids, baby. <laughs> Didn't even mention it uh yeah i got it a while ago but look at this uh but yes so we're gonna be joined by rachel daly and zarek valentin uh of the houston dino and the houston dash uh uh in just a bit so come right back after this
2: everybody thank you so much for listening to the podcast we just want to break it with the word from one of our sponsors us and you that's right gully squad
1: uh i mean gully squad i mean the last during quarantine huh gully squad has not only become a just a, a dope soccer community but it's becoming a vital space for my emotional well-being okay? <laughs> yes
2: if it wasn't for them <laughs> i wouldn't have anyone to talk to a lot of the time and also i would not know what an apple crisp is
1: <laughs> okay yeah we are there's, there's so much uh communication and, and and sharing of food uh well you know it's it's you know that, that i don't really dwell in
2: that channel too much no you're not allowed to your girl <laughs> can see it on your face that you're looking at
1: food she goes through my phone not to look for like g- texts from other girls she's looking yeah, she's at she's like
2: booty pick, booty pick, booty pick, sandwich Dan,
1: what is this
2: <laughs> <laughs> how you, dare you betray me like this she's messaging me home wrecker. <laughs>
1: Uh, but no, uh, Gully Squad is obviously the, the you know, it, essentially the, the, the Kooligans community uh, of people that are fans of soccer, fans of comedy, fans of food, fans uh, of pizza. Uh, it's an opportunity to help uh, support uh, the, the content that we put out, help us put out more content uh, that we can deliver to the masses and also get some exclusive content uh, for yourself. So there's a, a bunch of really cool things going on in there. We have an amazing uh, uh, Slack channel that may or may not exist. Who knows? Hey, uh, you that we just talked about it. exactly, but you know, it's vague, it's very vague. Uh, uh so you can join at, at, at any level. You can join, uh, you can give uh, like five bucks, ten bucks. You can give more. If you can give more, there's more perks involved, like uh, you know, merch and, and, and a pin and stickers and different things like that. So, uh, it's if you're a fan of soccer, uh, if you're a fan of comedy, we highly recommend you joining. Uh, and it, it definitely helps the show grow. Uh, so we can do a bunch of other fun things, you know, in 2021 when we can finally travel we can be able to go do live shows and do live events and do a lot of other things like that so
2: uh plus you get some really exclusive stuff like when we release the uh the pins you get a pin for joining that's right when we release the pop socket you got a pop socket for joining stuff like that so there's a lot of really good exclusive stuff it's not just being a part of the uh you know slack channel that may or may not exist but trust me that's a dope part of it very much so so uh, go to soccercooligans.com
1: and click on the join gully squad button now
2: Hi, right, baby, and we back on the Cooligan's living room FC. And I know you're thinking, wait a minute, what is that on your head, Alexis? Look, <laughs> all right, Christian goes out and gets braids. <laughs> Yo, your boy had a stunt a little bit, okay? <laughs> so yeah, this, this is, is what it- you wear when it's hot out. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm Houston, I'm, I'm I'm Houstoning right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm Houstoning too. I have no idea. Uh, this we is- got to get diamond fronts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We gotta and we gotta get you one of them pimp goblets. Okay. And together.
1: So, Fubo, up the budget a little bit. Okay. What's the pimp <laughs> goblet budget looking like? Okay? Yo,
2: what's going on with Diamond Fronts? How come <laughs> I haven't seen that mentioned in any of the production meetings? You know? <laughs> okay, I'm sure they got that on ESPNFC. Uh <laughs> I ain't,
1: I ain't. <laughs> no, we're absolutely stoked uh, today because we have two
2: insanely huge uh, guess. Uh, this uh, is better than any diamond front you could give us is a conversation with these two people. Correct. I mean, speaking of Stutton, all right, we saw one of these uh, people stunting all over the nwsl championship cup oh challenge <laughs> cup oh my god yeah uh and then the other the other one uh was was
1: watching the challenge cup like we <laughs> were okay yeah. Right. yeah yeah he was
2: uh but he but he was doing it with bad bunny on in the background so like right so both all champions you know <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we are honored to have these two. Uh, talk a little bit about what it is that I'm wearing, also. Uh, uh, you you probably know them because you watch soccer and you absolutely love them. Put your hands together. In fact, if you're driving, pull over, put that bad boy in park, pull up the emergency brake so nothing happens to you. Throw on the emergency lights and put your hands together for the two, the only, Rachel Daly and Zarek Valentin, everybody!
1: What's up, guys?
3: How we going? <laughs> hey. Uh,
1: thank you so much uh, for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. I know right now, uh, you know, Look, I'm rocking the orange. Uh, uh, Houston is going through uh, a a lot right now. You know, there there is obviously the big uh, rebrand, the new logos, uh, the, the photos are looking dope. The, the, you know, James Harden the, the be- with the beard uh, promoting uh, as well. Uh, what's it like for you two to to, to be a part of this uh, kind of new look for the Dash and the Dynamo? So let's start with Rachel.
0: Yeah, obviously I'm in England right now, so it's a little bit different for me. I'm, I'm looking at it from afar. Um, but yeah, I've obviously been a part of it and, and known what's going on for a while. And I think the rebranding is, for me, something that I think the clubs have been working on for a while to merge us as one. Uh, you know i think obviously with the way that the logo has gone it is very much similar and yeah i think just rebranding us as, as one club and the hold it down thing that we've been we've been uh using for a while now so i think yeah it, for me it's good it's good to to get a feel for the fact that we are one club and everyone sort of knows that now so it's a little bit more special feel like an internal feel versus you know just a dynamo and dash logo i think now it's more like a one it's a collective. Right.
3: Yeah, and Zarek, what are your thoughts? Definitely. Along the similar lines as the ratio, we talked about the, how incorporating the FC really brought that all together with the Academy, with the Dash, with the Dynamo. And from what I, my understanding was before I got here last year, it was a little bit more separate. And they kind of every club did their own thing. But, um, you know, we're sharing we're sharing the gym together. We're in there with the same facilities. We're going through some of the programs. We hope the Dash can give us some of their wins and, you know, training <laughs> sessions, whatever that might be, incorporate it's a, it's that. It's the right
1: um, thing to do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it's
3: been great. I think the fans are excited to see a different path of the team. It's not been, from a, from a Dynamo perspective, it's not been the most glorious uh, history recently, um, but the way they tied in together the successful start in 06, and 07 with the, with the Bayous and with the, the city in general, I think it took a lot of time and, and created a very unique logo for the Dynamo and the Dash.
2: Yeah, when you, now that everyone is saying like they're both together and it's us, us, Zarek, are you like, does that mean we also won the NWSL <laughs> Challenge Cup?
3: <laughs> Listen, I wasn't invited to any of the celebrations. I mean, I'd have been there if I was invited, but it's all good. I actually went out to the uh, the drive through um, the celebration they had at the stadium, which was pretty dope to see all the fans, the line. I actually cut the line because I didn't feel like waiting <laughs> oh, okay. three hours to, to go through it. And I was sitting there like, I have a son. We got to go back for our nap. But to, to see them and all the support they got from the city was incredible. And uh, I'm so happy for all the success they had because it's not just winning because teams can win playing boring. But they did it in such a cool way and did it with such style and pizzazz. And that was great to see.
2: Okay. Yeah, and and Rachel, I guess you know I know you're in England now, and I want to talk about that. But talking a little bit more about the Houston Dash, uh, getting a chance to to stunt and flex all over the NWSL Challenge Cup the way you guys did, uh, what do you think about that? And also, what do you think about this sort of? Uh, I don't know if it's renewed or just this increased amount of attention uh, that that uh, soccer, women's soccer in particular, has now in the U.S. It must be exciting.
0: Yeah, it's definitely exciting. I think. You know, again, like Z said, like the, the way that we won was obviously so special for us, and I think we had so many people and so many doubters against us, thinking we would never get that far, and our odds were something stupid, like two hundred to one or two thousand to one or something stupid. And yeah, I think the fact.
1: Okay, Leicester yeah, City. There you go. Wow. Exactly. You know? Exactly.
0: <laughs> I'd love to be like Jamie Vardy, so i will say that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's so good for women's football. I think you know just to to have not the normal team, the normal teams winning the league. And, you know, I think the challenge cup was so different from the league and so different from the typical NWSL season that it actually, where people thought, oh, it's just a little time. And it grew such a big fan base. It grew such big audiences and watching the game and took it to a new level. So I think it's been fantastic for women's football in America.
2: Yeah. yeah and just could, from, just and- from watching it, by the way, you were so, Focused and intense during the matches. I'm like, this thing needs to be over because I think Rachel's <laughs> gonna have a heart attack. She, you didn't blink the entire challenge <laughs> cup. You,
0: I think I think I blinked in the lied, beginning like, and then I woke up the next day and we won. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's
3: not you, bad. Yeah, like yeah. Liam Neeson. You
2: open your
1: eyes again and it's just Christy Mewis holding exactly, all the
0: Budweiser. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't really I don't really remember much about the winning the, the day that we won. So thanks to Budweiser
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure and, and
1: the and i'm curious maybe we can get uh your perspective uh, rachel the fact that that the clubs uh that that dynamo and dash are are want to be more united uh you've played for different clubs you from your perspective like i'm sure you it occasionally feels like you know the women's team is just is this afterthought and, and the fact that there is that sense of of unity um how, how does it feel like what are, what are the differences that you that you clearly sense from a club that doesn't do that and and one that does
0: yeah i mean for me when i first, i've been at the club this will be about six seasons so you know the first few years i did feel like the dash were on the back burner i did feel like we didn't get this maybe the support that we needed or what we wanted and what we looked for every single game every single day at training but You know, I think as the game has grown, and as you know, players like Z have come in and actually respect women's football and respect what we have and what we've done and what we can achieve, and people buy into it. I think you know the Dynamo really bought into that, and and especially over the last year or so, it's been a complete different change, and I think almost like a makeover for the club. And you know, all the men's the Dynamo players, they all talk to us at training, they always interact with us, and. You know, when I first came in, it was like, this is a dynamo, you're not allowed in there. And this is a dash and you're not allowed in there. And it was so separated. And now, like we said, you know, we're, we're training together, we're in the gym together, we, we see each other all the time and we all go to the men's games, they come to our games. And it just has that nice feel of we are actually one club and it's not men and women, it's we both want to win and we yeah, want to yeah. win for the club.
1: That's awesome. yeah, and Zarek, I mean, obviously you came from Portland and, and the connection to Timbers and Thorns are are really like definitively have that. Uh, how do you f- sort of feel about like continuing that kind of practice of really uniting both clubs?
3: It's definitely a process. It's not something that can just be, be snapped in over, you know, right away. I, I had the pleasure of seeing and the Thorns up close and personal with, with the support from the fans and, and seeing how good players in this league. On. I I, think, I don't think I missed a game for three years or something along the, like that, but to see every team come in and I'd be like, oh my goodness, like, who's that? And look at the program and you see Rachel's name pop up and then you get down here and you meet some of them and then you see their desire and you see the, the skill that they have. And also, I'm, I'm a huge fan of just believing in the process of that. And I had an an appearance I always talk about with Rachel, the beginning of the season. And we, you know, one of the hype videos for the season. And I remember talking to Rachel about her expectations. And she told me this year felt different. And I think she's been with the club five years, six, five or six.
0: This will be my six, six, yeah, years. so five.
3: Yeah, yeah. So six, so this is, you know, she distinctly told me this year would be different and it had a different feel and she was super excited about it. I think she was right. So it was just fun to see to see their, that their, them grow and to see the team kind of take shape and, and, you know, go through a little bit of adversity, you know, be the underdog a little bit. And then now suddenly they were, you know up there raising that trophy and it's been great to see that and i think that that success and some of the guys truly getting rid of a, a stigma around you know the women's game kind of like rachel was saying you know they talk about right television ratings and all that bs because when you put it on tv you see all those records being shattered and people still don't want to yeah. talk about it so these things are out there and you have to kind of get rid of that stigma and once you kind of open your eyes a little bit you start to realize like these girls are pretty friggin dope and it's cool that you know, we play for the same club and underneath the same umbrella as them.
1: Uh, Rachel Daly is currently in England on loan at, at West Ham. And it's been, uh, this this summer has been interesting. I sp- definitely, uh, you know, watching uh, the women's Super League games has been so much easier. Uh, they, they, they air them on NBC Sports here. You can use the, the, the FA uh, uh, player app. Uh, yeah. I, and it's great. And I've been watching a couple of West Ham matches. First thing you notice, I mean, this team is amazing. This is a really good team. Team uh, super entertaining uh, uh to watch. Rachel, what has been uh, the, the the this year? What's this year been like? I mean, I, obviously, after the Challenge Cup and, and and going out on loan, there's been a lot of players from NW, NWSL that obviously just want m- minutes and and things like that. So, wh- what's it been like uh, at the uh, at the club and 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 h- having some positive results?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you come off the back of playing in the Challenge Cup and winning. Um, you know, I was on a team where we had we'd not had success for a long time um, and it's frustrating. And then obviously winning the Challenge club Cup you feel, okay, now I'm getting some success. And then obviously I've come here, yeah, I want to get minutes, but you know, I wanted to play for a club whose identity wasn't necessarily the top three. It was a club who, you know, had a mission to get there and, and, you know, had good values. And, you know, I think for me, that's why I chose West Ham. And obviously for me, it's been very disappointing. We haven't really achieved and if any, anywhere near what we wanted to by this point in the season. We haven't won the games that we wanted to win. Um, but we've played good football. There's some really unbelievable, unbelievably talented players here. And, you know, I think the staff have worked really hard on creating a team and a team identity and the culture within the club. Um, so, yeah, so it's really frustrating that we haven't had the wins that we we feel like we we deserve. But the league's exciting. Um, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of NWSL players ever, which is, again, a good thing for the NWSL and a good thing for the FA WSL. So... Yeah, it's been exciting, but again, not very disappointed with the way it's gone so far in terms of points on the board.
2: I mean, if you, you know, for the FAWSL Cup, though, you guys are balling, right? Three out of three uh, uh, wins so far, three out of three match days. Um, When you uh, look at that, I mean, there is an opportunity to win a cup. I mean, is that something, obviously, every player sets out to win a cup, but are you like, uh, I'm kind of used to this now, you know? (laughs) This is kind of what I do, so we kind of, we need to win a trophy. (laughs) No,
0: I mean, yeah, like, I think, obviously, the girls set out at the start of their season here, the ones that, you know, are here in contract for seasons and seasons, and they obviously the continental cup is a big cup for them and you know it, it was something on our to-do list to get out of the group stage and go on and progress into the next rounds of the cup and we've done that we did that last night so we, we've, we've moved on unfortunately i'll probably won't take any more any more uh part in the in, in that cup because obviously my loan ends but i think west ham will go on and do well in that cup but yeah definitely one of the targets was met and you've got to keep pushing on and hopefully go on and win that cup
1: Okay. And the, uh, you know, you know, a lot of times people are always like, you know what are the they always compare leagues right i mean this happens obviously in men's leagues and women's league and and right now i think there is a there's a, a, a it's a pivotal time i think for for women's football and especially nwsl and as, as especially the the wsl what what do you think are are there any things that you think the leagues can learn from each other because obviously the women's super league the, the the connection to these huge brands of clubs obviously west ham manchester united manchester city is like huge, huge brands. Uh, Is there anything you feel like the the NWSL can learn from uh, the Women's Super League and vice versa?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's, you know, there's such competitive leagues. I think they're very different. Um, You know, I think I've learned a lot by being in this league, but also learned a lot and bringing my experiences from the NWSL. I don't know necessarily that you can compare the two. Um, I think clubs such as Manchester City versus maybe, even using Dynamo, I don't think you can compare the level, the, the brand that they have and the level of the branding that they have but i think the way that we in terms of a club market our program and our market the dynamo and the dash together i think that's something that every every club needs to have and every organization needs to have and it's not just one team not just two separate teams it's one team as a collective but yeah i think the leagues are very different i think in england we're born and raised as footballers and if we're going to play football that's what we're going to do whereas i think in america you know, a lot of the girls on my team at Houston have, have been multi-sport athletes growing up and we never had that here. So I think you see that different level playing in the US versus here. There's a lot of different level, different type of athletes, whereas here you're just footballers and that's all you know. So I think that's the di- the main difference is, to, is maybe the athleticism. But yeah, I think it's definitely good for me to experience it. It's, it's, I think it's definitely a lot more physical. I think I've got a lot more bruises on my legs and my <laughs> eye um, in this league so far than I have in the end of the six years. So
1: Okay. Yeah. It, it, I think the the, the the benefit of being a multi-sport athlete and when then you play soccer or football is that you got, the American players are better at throw-ins, mm-hmm. right? That has to be the best bet. Hey, I've got yeah. a long throw, you know,
0: and I've just discovered it about 10 days ago that I've got a long throw and I didn't even notice, so. Ten okay. days ago, <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I'm a closet American. No, 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 cut, cut, cut cut, cut,
2: cut. Yeah, you're like, there's no cheese on this black pudding. <laughs> <Where's the cat laughs> Rachel Daly? Where'd you get that accent, <laughs> Brooklyn? Okay. All right, let's go, uh, Zarek. Uh, when you look at the season, obviously we've talked a little bit about Houston Dash having a wonderful season. Houston Dynamo didn't have the season that y'all guys definitely set out to have. Uh, what do you think about sort of just the the. Re- New excitement around uh, some of the new players, some of the especially the new coach. And what do you what do you think is going to happen next year? What are you guys hoping to do
3: next year? Yeah, sim- similar to Rachel, it's interesting when you look back at results and they don't go in your favor, but then you ultimately know and are somewhat satisfied with the way you played. It's a really odd feeling. And I was talking to someone. I think I was talking to one of the coaches in my off season, and you know, we look at, let's look at the game against Dallas. We played in the middle of the season. We crushed them. Had everything the first half, we come in at halftime and we're down a goal because they scored goal of the year you know, Riccaute hit some volley from half field. (laughs) and And we looked at that game. We had two breakaways we missed in the first half. And, you know, we eventually tied it, Memo scored a banger of a free kick. And you go in and you're thinking like, man, like we're playing so well. But it's just individual moments and margins are so small. But I think the biggest thing when you rebrand is you have to change the mindset of the team. A lot of the players, the mindset was from the old staff and the team was built for for Wilmer and, and previously. And now you have a new coach with a new style. So you have to obviously go through a transition of players, and and just philosophy. And I think that there was uh, this this mental change I saw amongst players to just not be okay and not necessarily give in once we we go down a goal. there's way too many instances where we would be down at halftime and come back and tie the game when we ultimately had the majority of possession and shots and created. I think we had the you know most ex- third or fourth most expected goals in the league compared to some of these some of these other playoff teams. So. It's a process and it's exciting with the new branding and a new coach because you can see that the club is actively moving forward. And, and for me, the mindset's almost harder than getting results because that's, that's really tough to break down and something to change. So it's exciting to move, go forward. And, and, and I know I'm really happy to resign and be a part of that.
2: Uh, real quick, uh, Rachel. Right. I know you um, obviously are, are loaned out there at uh, West Ham, and uh, we're filming this on the day that news just broke about your team. Uh, you're you're getting to play two positions. I'm joking. Uh, your manager actually um, uh, was just uh, no longer with the team. Um, when it goes through something like this, you're on loan, so you could be like, "Y'all need to fix this." I don't know about y'all, but uh, you are clearly right. You are you picked West Ham on purpose, right? And it's a team you wanted to go to. So, is there anything you want to mention about it? um is there anything you want to say about uh the club and, and this decision that was just made
0: yeah i think the club's a fantastic club and matt has been there from the beginning and he has you know laid the foundations and built on the foundations of, of what they initially set out to do he's a fantastic manager a great coach and ultimately one of my, the biggest decision why i came here was for him you know he, he's been a part of my journey and i've known him for a long long time and. You know, we were unfortunate with the results not going our way this season so far. That he's obviously had to take the brunt of it, which is is sad, and you know, really sad for him. And, and football's a really hard thing to be in sometimes. But I'm sure he'll go on and succeed wherever he goes. And yeah, obviously wish him the best. But you know, it's a transitional period, and obviously we've got the international break right now. So hopefully, you know, we've got the interim stepping in as the, the goalkeeper coach and the assistant coach. And yeah obviously they're looking for a new manager now and they need to find one that can you know take them for the next few years rather than just somebody in the meantime so i think they're taking their time okay. with that
1: and then you did mention uh just you know international breaks international duty in general I'm um, you are you are the first english uh, uh national that we have had on the show uh and we're absolutely honored okay. and um i you know we've had English national player cuz English no, is no, something very <laughs> different. Let me see your passport. No, it's not simply that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm I'm curious because we've had uh, several US women's national team players on the show and when, you know, as as Americans and and speaking to US women's national team players who are generally, you know, just so dominant when it comes to uh, you know, in the international game
2: yeah. What are your thoughts on that, know? Rachel? <laughs> and that's what I wanted to sort of
1: ask about. What is the perception? What is the view of England? Because England has definitely been improving. There is definitely a real challenge there when it comes at World Cups, or just in, in, in games uh, overall against the, the U.S. Women's national team. Uh, how what, What's the feeling like? What's the temperature like amongst the England women? And, and how are we going to take down this giant?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's always going to be an element of fear, whether whether anyone wants to admit that or not. You know, when somebody's number one in the world and have been number one in the world for a very long time, there's if you don't fear them a little bit, I think you're not a human. Uh, what is that word? In Inhumane, maybe? In- in- <laughs>
1: Inhuman. Inhuman and inhumane are t- two different things. Uh, yeah,
2: you guys what invented the, the language, so <laughs> yeah, don't go ahead yeah, you guys just butchered it. I don't know why I'm asking you three. Yeah. Ah, Ask the guy from Newark and the dude from Brooklyn.
3: Come on. Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, I do. I do think there's an element of fear and you know respect at the same time. You got to respect somebody who's number one in the world. But yeah, I think we're right there with them. To be honest, I think you know obviously the semi final of the World Cup was a one of the best games. I think people have probably ever watched in a long time in terms of women's football and. VAR stepped in the way and ruined it for us. But no, I think, you know, we um, it, 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 they're, they're an excellent side, you know, I think they've, they've, you know, you can't argue with what they've done and what they've achieved and how successful they've been. But, you know, I think everyone's catching up now. And I think the race is on and, you know, I think there's maybe one to six in the world right now that are all really, really heavily competing with each other. And I think it's obviously making a big a big name and and stance on women's football.
2: Yeah. And Zarek, I know you've been kind of an outspoken advocate um, and it feels weird to have to say, it, but you've been an outspoken advocate of the women's game here in America. Uh, From your point of view, just from uh, being in Houston and watching what the Houston dash were able to do, watching some of the statistics come out, which you brought up afterwards and how much it was balling. What's it like to see just that little bit of sort of like, aha, I told you so, This is ball, and it's a great game. How does that feel just from your point of view to get to see that and to see what Houston Dash were able to do up close?
3: Yeah, I love it. I'm a a huge advocate. I got to choose between a Dash mask and a Dynamo mask yesterday from one of my media appearances, and naturally I picked the Dash mask. Um, For me, it's just been one of these things where it's it's not even I want that uh, I told you so moment. I just enjoy seeing the aha. I enjoy seeing someone come in and be like, dude, did you see that? You know, did you see Shay's header? You know, did you see Rachel win the ball back and drive to the corner and cross? Like, did you see these things? Like, and then I go, yeah, duh. And <laughs> then eventually when people have that kind of moment, that, that's enjoyable. And I must say that you could see the level of the league is getting better, at least the NWSL, which then is also making the level of some of the better national teams across the world get better. So instead of somebody just, you know, doing really well, you look at the French national team and you see Rachel for England, and then you see, obviously a lot of the US players getting it getting developed and some of the younger players come to the ranks. It's great to see that the the overall um, just the quality of women's game is getting higher too and it makes it better to watch. And again it's one of these things where um there's just such a, a stereotype that, oh it's you know, we don't want to watch it. it's, not, it's not slow or <laughs> these things. Like have you actually tuned in and watched a game? Have you taken the time to see some of the players to get to know them? Like they're they're pretty damn good and you just want you have to shed this stereotype. And then once you do and you, you see that they the viewership went up some crazy number, and again, people still don't want to publish that with some of these things with the NHL and stuff like that. So they're still breaking barriers, but it's exciting to see and, and to go even on a global stage with you know with Kamala Harris, you know, getting you know becoming a VP. You see, women are consistently breaking boundaries, yeah. and I can always say that for me, it's always coming from having a strong woman out there, you know, managing Cam, uh, you know, doing her own thing and you know applying for a masters and stuff like that. So. For me it's just great to see and and it's cool to call Rachel friend um, even if she's trying to steal my position to right back now apparently <laughs> it, left, I'm not a there, yeah. it, it is what it is
1: the one thing in when i hear those uh, like uh you know either stereotypes or criticisms uh, about the women's game like I, so I, I play in a sunday league and i play there's a team there's a, the league is called nyc footy and there's one team that is called exceptional women average men and the majority it's a co-ed league but the majority of the players are women uh there's probably one or two men on the team i hate playing this team they're so good they're Incredibly dominant. I get <laughs> megged by women all the time. And I'm, so I'm like, what are people talking about, like, uh, you know, criticizing the women's game? Like, you haven't been embarrassed by women <laughs> playing soccer enough to, be, to to hold on to that uh, that sentiment. So that, that that's why it, it gets me so annoyed. <laughs>
2: I also love the oh. uh, the argument about the uh, ratings. Every time I, I yell it, it goes up a couple hundred points. I'm like, it's, it went up 438 <laughs> percent the next show. I'm oh, like, yeah. it was like 643 percent better. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Every
3: time. Oh, of course. Listen, I, I was just astonished to see. That, you know, I, I, I was paying CBS All Access, buying it in Orlando, so I could watch all these games. You know, seeing Rachel's team kind of ascend. I just wanted to see you celebrate all that slide. I wanted <laughs> yeah. to see you I know. dive down it. Uh, uh, no, get, I know. I should have. Shay, do the old airplane and just crash into it or something like that. <laughs> oh
2: man! Rachel's in West There's... Ham. Like I got the bubbles thing, but have we thought about a slide? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. That's good. Now we got some questions from uh, Gully, S- Gully Squad. Gully Squad is our supporters group. Okay. Uh so we have uh, a great question. First, they're from- uh,
2: holding it down for us.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's <laughs> out. Uh, uh, Dennis Higgins asked, uh, this question is for Zarek. He said, is there a difference between Caleb Porter, the college coach, and Caleb Porter, the pro coach?
3: Hell yeah, there's a difference. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> He's like, money! <laughs> <The biggest> thing... <laughs> yeah, he used to drive a Toyota. Now he drives a souped-up BMW. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, that. The biggest thing I would say is in college, he he was much more of a teacher in terms of, you know, tactics and stuff like that. We were young, impressionable college kids, 17, 18, 19 years old. So a lot of it more was teaching. Whereas obviously as a pro coach, you're managing because the players have a lot of the, the knowledge. And yes, you can still talk tactics and ideas and stuff like that. But pretty much the foundation of all of those things is standard. The one thing I would say is definitely the most consistent is he was screaming, get the ball to Darlington in college, and it hasn't changed. In Portland, it's the same thing, and now in Columbus. So that, He's like, Zarek, stop touching it. Thing. You're
2: doing too much. Listen, <laughs> get
3: the ball to Darlington. Yeah.
2: And, uh, <laughs> uh dennis also had a question for rachel he said do the hammers really have as much fun as it looks like you're having on instagram of all the professional teams i follow at all levels in sports you guys have the best social media presence
0: really that's that's, that's surprising um i don't know why that's surprising but um Yeah. yeah no we do have fun it's a good group of girls i think you know it's a great environment to be in and yeah i guess it is pretty fun can't complain
2: yeah, I think it might be surprising because the Houston Dash spent seven months holding a bunch of empty Budweiser. <laughs> I, I think
0: I'm still drunk so
2: yeah, well, yeah you know what
1: we we've gotten uh, pieces of this the celebration stories. we We had Jane Campbell on the show. We had Shay Groom on the show. Uh, what what was how did Rachel Daly celebrate? What was your what was your seat on the plane on the on the private jet? Like, uh, how did you celebrate that, uh, that victory?
0: Yeah. After the game, I think I was the first one in there to be honest. I was like, where is the beer? Um, <laughs> you know, people were doing, you know, lining the confetti and doing snow angels on the floor. And I was like, no, nah, where's the beer? Like I need, I've waited <laughs> four, six, six, four weeks, whatever it was. I need for a, a beer. Like, I need it now.
3: Um, so I think I Did you drink your first of- one or did you pour it? Did you drink no, it hard. or did you actually
0: no, I drank it because I walked out of the change point? rooms on the way into the game like I haven't even gone out for warm-ups and I was like <laughs> <laughs> I need to be in that room after this game so we need to win this game um, Yeah, so I just remember just literally chugging a bit and then the rest went everywhere and then I had a, I had a press conference with Shay actually and uh, yeah, we both took a Budweiser in there while we did the press conference so I was like well, I'm not stopping now like I'm left rally keep going <laughs> Um, yeah, that' just went on all day. And then the plane ride was the plane ride was probably the best part about the whole thing, to be honest. I think everyone was just so hungover, yeah. but then continued to get drunk. and James was so funny and Yeah, it was just, it was a good time. The plane was a very good time. I won't won't really go into what went on on the plane, but it was a good time.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please leave some of that for when the cameras are off. (laughs) (laughs) The
1: the one thing we've spoken about this on on our show several times, but it seems like when there's a a women's championship versus a men's championship, I want to see the women celebrate more than the men celebrate. I feel like women, you know, I mean, you're, you're in West Ham, but they go ham yeah <laughs> when it when it comes to celebrating victories is there any uh I don't know if it, is there any accuracy to that what, what there there's there seem to the celebration seems to to be a little bit more entertaining,
0: yeah, you know what I think I can't even comment for women in general, but I think for the Houston dash we've never won anything and so we had our heart set like Z said at the start of this thing, like when I first met him, I told him there was something different about this year, and I genuinely believed that I genuinely felt it and I don't know what it was at the time when I said it because it was really early on in the year. And I don't know, something just clicked and we got you know got closer and closer. We were winning a few games and we lost a couple of games, but in my mind, I was like, we're going to win this whole thing. Like nothing was getting in our way. Um, and then obviously as the final drew closer and closer, we were like, I was, in my head, I was like, we're going to win this whole thing. But yeah, you true. still have that little seed of doubt where you're like, well, what if we don't like, no one's going to remember us for getting to the final. Like we've worked this hard and it doesn't even matter anymore. Um, And so I think the fact that we obviously haven't won anything in the past and, and, and to do that in such a way that we did, I think that was why we probably went so hard.
2: Yeah, um, okay. and Zarek any thoughts on uh, Christian's uh, pr- uh, proposal here that men don't celebrate as, as go as ham as the women yeah, do Bro.
3: <laughs> if, if, if the Dynamo claim any victory I just, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say if the Dynamo get, we get something alright well you got time it's, to it's think of something
2: done. then you know what I mean
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah you're gonna I think that's where the Dash and the Dynamo are going to be the most competitive in how to possibly yeah. out celebrate each other uh over victories.
3: Listen, if that's well, going like, to be our competition, together. <laughs> okay. Yeah, listen, if that's gonna be the, the, the thing where we're both celebrating our victories and who can do it better, I think I'll be okay with that. That's something yeah. I'll I, take, I got I'll
0: really take doing. that, I'll take that any day.
1: <laughs> All right, thank you so much uh, to everyone for watching and joining us on another Kooligans Living Room FC with Rachel Daly and Zarek Valentin of uh, the, uh, the wow. Houston Dash and the Dynamo, respectively. Uh, thank you so much to both of you for joining us. You guys are absolutely yeah. crushed it. You're Is great. there anything you wanna let people know about uh, before we sign off? Rachel, would you like to go first?
0: Uh Yeah, my social media handles are all at RachelDaily3, so give me a follow, and uh, yeah, just a big shout out to the Dynamo and Dash for the big rebrand.
3: No, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Roger Esminoza, Minor Figueroa, Boniac Garcia, who are raising funds for, for Honduras. They're, they've been going through a lot of destruction uh, and flooding down there, so they're taking money from players, from parents, dads, moms, anybody that where they can get it, and they're going to implement it down there. Um, for a lot of the relief effort for a lot of people who sadly lost their homes and a lot of things that's important to them. So I'll drop it in my own, um, social media feeds when we, when we post this, this video and hopefully you guys enjoy it and, and be sure to help if you can.
1: Okay. Great. Yeah. Very awesome. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you again uh, for joining us. Make sure you follow at Soccer Cooligans on all social media platforms. Uh, follow at Fubo Sports as well, and subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel for full episodes of the program. Uh, all right. So let us end the show uh, <clears throat> the way we normally do. Uh, so <laughs> for Rachel Daly and Zarek Bounton my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros And together, what are we? The,
3: the Cooligans. Cooligans!